0: Hey, happy anniversary, everyone! That's twenty-three years, baby Dan and baby Garrett, all up there, baby Chris. Um, so that's how long, that's how old we are. They're not babies anymore. We are celebrating Lakeland's twenty-third anniversary, and one of the things that I thought was a good idea—hopefully, you will see by the end of this service—is that I that we would introduce you to the elders. Um, here at Lakeland, I do the fully participating membership classes, and I often describe our polity. And by polity, I mean how we make our decisions around here at church. And most churches either have a congregational polity, um, which means everybody makes all the decisions, and that's how everyone gets into tons of fights um, about the color of carpet. Or whatever. And then um, there's a bishopry um, type of church where a bishop or a pope like the Catholic Church or Methodist churches often have a leadership hierarchy like that. At Lakeland, we have Presbyterian roots. So we have a polity that's elder-led, and these are your elders. Um, we have three teaching elders, which includes myself. I'm Marta Gilliland and Garrett Leahy, who's a teaching elder, and Dan Wilburn, who um, started the church. He's a teaching elder. And then there are five ruling elders, which we'll introduce to you in a minute. But first, I wanted to show you a picture of Dan. If this is your first time, you've got to meet Dan and Lori. And there's Hudson and Mia. It's a picture of them. They're at Baylor this weekend because Mia's going to Baylor, and so it's homecoming weekend. They're having a great weekend there. They say Hi. And they'll miss you. Um, And then Sam Huckabee and his family has five children. That's Melanie with his five children. And um, Sam's a ruling elder. He's a dentist. And uh, he's at the Chiefs game today. So... (laughs) Well, now,
1: in his defense... We might roast him. I told him I was going to roast him. We've been friends for a Uh very long time. But uh, they have some really, really close friends that moved to Colorado years ago, and this just happened to be something they set up a long time ago, and those friends are back, and they have a tradition of going to the Chiefs game. So in Sam's defense, he didn't choose the Chiefs over you. He really was hosting these friends from Colorado, and this is what they do.
0: We're still going to roast him, okay? And, And he will...
1: He will never hear me say that because he does yeah. not listen to podcasts that's or right. do anything technological. That's so there's right. the roast. Part. He won't
0: answer your email. So next week, ask him all kinds of theological questions about the Westminster Catechism, and then that'll make him happy. <laughs> Actually, probably
1: would. So, He's weird.
0: There he is. And then, um, so, I guess I should, t- uh, we'll start with Charlie then. Charlie, introduce
1: yourself. Hey, everybody, I'm Charlie Bell. I'm up here a lot doing announcements, so you may have seen me before, sorry. Uh, so that's my family right back there. Ryan's over there but I don't see Jimmy what happened to Jimmy
0: oh, gosh. <laughs> teenagers
1: we're gonna roast Jimmy too uh, my wife Crystal and I have three children Sydney is 20 and Ryan is almost 18 next week and then Jimmy JT Johnny Tom Jimmy Timmy whatever we're calling him this week uh, our baby is uh, a sophomore he'll he's uh, 15 so that's our family That's us. Is that all?
0: Um, Tell how you got here at Lakeland. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So uh, (laughs) I I somehow became the oldest Lakelander non-Wilburn.
0: Okay, because Dan's the the oldest. I know.
1: I know. (laughs) Uh, But in the summer of 1995, I got a phone call from this guy, Dan Wilburn, who I did not know. uh, But uh, we had been attending, Crystal and I, in high school, college, our little pack of friends, we're attending this church over at 83rd and Lamar, Heartland Community Church, uh, which happens to be Lakeland's mother church. Uh, and so Dan and Lori had been instrumental in the mid-80s of getting Heartland off the ground over in Johnson County, and they were portable. Heartland had kind of had a similar Lakeland history. You saw some of Lakeland's previous homes on the little video montage back there. Heartland kind of had the same uh, ethos, the same beginnings. Dan and Lori were a big part of that church as volunteers, getting uh, Heartland going, and Heartland is uh, still there, uh, not there at 83rd and Lamar, but out in Olathe, actually, now they bought a former furniture store and are in a, in a really good place off 119th Street. really vibrant, cool church still, we have friends that still go there many, many years later, but Dan calls me out of the clear blue sky in the summer of 1995, introduces himself, says, hey, I... I think my wife and I and a few other families are going to start this church over in Jackson County. We heard you got hired to be a teacher over in Blue Springs and and, uh, would like to get together with you. And so that's how we got started. And really quickly, right off the bat, uh, meeting with Dan and Lori and and a few other couples in that summer and starting to go to Sunday nights at Aspen Daycare, uh, it became super evident to me and Crystal what Lakeland's greatest strength was and still is today. (laughs)
0: Lori Wilburn. Lori Wilburn. (laughs) I
1: love Dan. Dan's one of my closest friends. But the whole deal, this whole deal, this church, 913 Colburn Road, our entire history is founded on Lori Wilburn. Her leadership, her personality, her strengths she is amazing, and I didn't plan on saying that, but it came out of me first service just naturally. It, there no it's joke. true. So. It's totally true. Dan, We weren't able to pay Dan the first probably five years of the yeah. church, Matt, and uh, Lori uh, was their breadwinner and provider and funded a lot of Lakeland's work as well. And she, as you many of you know her, uh, is a people magnet, and she is so smart and warm and a passionate follower of Christ, uh, I love Dan, but I, he would tell you the same thing that Lakeland's really founded on Lori and who Lori Wilburn is. So that's yeah. my two cents.
0: She's bring, yes. brought thousands, thousands, well, hundreds of that. people. Grace, <laughs> yeah. no, probably has. Yeah. Laura Hartwig, mm-hmm. tell us about yourself.
2: Good morning. Um, so that that is my family. Uh, that consists of my wonderful husband Troy. Uh, we've been married for 22 years, which um, is going by in a blink. And then we also have three children. We have three R's. They are Rebecca, Rachel, and Ruby. Uh, Rebecca and Rachel are in high school, and Ruby is a seventh grader. So that's us.
0: How would you get to Lakeland?
2: I have been at Lakeland for seven years now. Um, Troy and I used to be members of uh, Lee Summit Community Christian Church, and that church had, had planted a new church, and we went to be part of that plant um, there were some problems, and about a year and a half into that plant, we actually lost our pastor. And um, Troy and I thought, we, we need to find a new place where we can worship and call home. Um, in, in that year and a half also, we had adopted our youngest star, Ruby. Um, Ruby has special needs, um, and uh, for her to participate in Sunday school, she needed someone who could help her. Um, be present and participate. And that church plant didn't have the resources to do that. So, Troy and I were a little bit spiritually starved. Um, we were not able to actually attend worship at that plant. Um, we, we went to Sunday school with Ruby um, and helped her participate. Um, so, I about that time, there was an article in the Lee Summit magazine that I read, and it was a, it was a bio of the Wilburns and their church. And... I noticed right off the bat that they also had children adopted from China and that this church has respite care uh, for families with special needs. And I thought, if I needed a sign from God, that was probably it. Um, So I called up the church, and a wonderful woman named Jamie Davis helped me get plugged in. You all have partnered with us to help make sure Ruby can participate in children and youth ministry uh, over those seven years. Um, I also have become friends with Lori, and um, through the women's um, contemplative retreats, we're leaders in that with some wonderful other women. Um, that has also helped me be part of this community here. So that's my Lakeland story. And you're an engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer. Yes. Yeah. And
0: Charlie is an educator, yes. principal Blue Springs South. Yes. Matt Saddle.
3: Well, good morning. My name is Matt Settle, and uh, I am uh, right behind Charlie on the the time frame here with uh, Lakeland. Uh, To introduce my family that's on the screen back there, Uh, my wife is Beth, and we just celebrated our 24th anniversary here recently. I have two girls at uh, 20 and 16 years old. They're both juniors now, so that's easy to say. My oldest is a junior in college, and my youngest is a junior in high school. And uh, the oldest is Kenzie, and the youngest is Kelsey. And uh, we like to do a lot of hiking. That's a good picture for us back there. Uh, How did I get to Lakeland? Um, uh, We were attending the mothership over at uh, Heartland. And uh, it was there that we were beginning to get connected and get engaged in the ministry of the church. Beth and I were at a different season in our, our spiritual walks. And through that time at Heartland, we both came to the same conclusion of the saving grace of jesus christ and we believed that there was really something powerful going on at that church and so we were in small groups we had a great small group leader we were serving and getting connected and get to know people while we were living here in lee summit and one of the pastors over there mentioned "Like, hey there's a project going on over in lee summit you might want to know about and so we met with dan and Lori, had a discussion with them pulled out the flip charts and talked through all that, and uh, heard about what they were doing. And I was excited for them, but not particularly excited about joining them. So I'm like, I'll pray for you. And I hope that goes well. And uh, so we we left that, and Beth and I downloaded about the meeting. And and she asked a question that I just couldn't get away from. She said, uh, well, what would it look like for us to go back into our own community and invest in people there the way that Heartland has invested in us? And I was like, all right, as usual, you're right. So let's do that. So uh, it was shortly thereafter that we found ourselves at the daycare with the belts and a few other people to uh, begin a Sunday night service and uh, jump on board with, I don't know, probably a dozen other people at the time, I think. So that's how we got on board.
0: Awesome. And did we say that you're an engineer as well?
4: Yes,
3: I'm
0: a mechanical engineer, too. (laughs) There's a pattern here. (laughs) Matt Sisk.
4: Uh, I am an educator, so I guess we have the educators bookending the engineers yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah, my name is Matt Sisk. Uh, Laura and I just have kind of jumped on the, this elder's uh, wagon here, and, and we're very grateful and humbled to, to join this leadership team, first of all. Um, but uh, there's my beautiful family uh, behind us. I think that was at Race for the Future last year. Um, My wife, Tara, is is an educator also. We work in the same building, so I literally have a work wife and a home wife.
2: Um,
4: I know that's an expression, but it's true. I cannot get away from her. I feel really bad for her. Uh, my my uh, daughter is a freshman at Lee Summit high school, Karina, and Ty is a seventh grader also at Pleasantly Middle School, so there's three out of the four of us there. And then we are, are also foster parents, and uh, that's Noah, who is currently living with us, and Darion, who was with us last year. Um, how did we come to Lakeland? We, we've been here for 19 years. Tara and I um, met in college, and she was actually um, kind of a youth minister at uh, United Methodist here in Lee Summit, and so I, of course followed her wherever she went at the time, like a little lost puppy, and went with her there, and we, we went there for a couple of years, and then realized that we looked around and the demographic didn't really match our demographic, and we needed people that, I don't know, just kind of fit the bill for us at the time. Um, it was feeling a little, I not know, old and stale there. So uh, Tara's uh, stepbrother what, is Chris Lee, and he's the worship arts director and has been since the, the beginning of Lakeland, and... Um, so we decided, well, let's go give Lakeland a shot. And, man, we got, got here and got plugged in and just fell in love with the people. And we haven't been able to get away since. So that's, uh, that's kind of our story.
5: really, Garrett. My name's Garrett. You hear from me a lot. Um, but this is my wonderful family. This is my lovely wife, Ashley, and then my beautiful daughter, Aiden. And then that is my son Kai in the back, and that picture was only taken four months ago. But just in that shorter time, it would no longer be necessary for him to peek from behind us anymore. He towers over everyone now, just uh, just really in the last four months. So, um, yeah, so that's our family.
0: I think I have a family photo too. I've been married twenty five years, I think. Yeah. Why can't I not remember that? And then um, They're saying 26. So my daughter's 24. <laughs> that's her with my husband in the front there, and that's my son who decided to come to church today. Awesome. Yeah. He, my daughter lives in Virginia. She um, does what adults do is move away from home and get jobs, and that's where she is. And my son goes to UMKC, and we're very proud of them both. They were both raised here by all of you all as well as all of these here. Greatly influenced by this church, so we're grateful for all you guys. Um, I also got here via Lori Wilburn. I sent out an email, uh, not an email, because there was not email back then. <laughs> no, there was. There was probably dial-up. But I sent out one of those change of address cards when we moved here, and my friend in Siberia sent me a letter and said, hey, I saw that you're in Lee Summit. You know, Lori Edwards and her husband... <laughs> love that, Lori Edwards and her husband which is Dan Wilburn, are starting a church there and um, then we got together with Lori and Dan after a year of church looking and we, um, we saw their hearts for the lost and for the unchurched we're a big and
5: deal in Siberia <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of, kind of I, I don't mean, think i would ever heard that Yeah, Siberia? my friend Annette wrote me from Siberia uh-huh. so another one for Lori Wilburn um <laughs> Okay, so we're going to ask a couple questions. Not all We don't have time to do all this, but I did want to introduce you guys to these um, fine leaders. Now, one of the things that we do at Session, which is what we call our elder meetings, is that we make decisions um, unanimously. So we believe that all of us must agree on a decision before we move forward with it, which takes a long time because we all have opinions and so we wait for the spirit our main job is to discern the spirit for the church and where the church should be going so i'm going to be asking some questions not everyone's going to be able to answer all of them but um hopefully we'll get started and you guys can talk to them at the chili cook-off so uh first question very important question what is the gospel what do you see as the gospel
2: Um, so as I thought about this um, the verse that came to mind is from Ephesians 2 8 and 9 for it is by grace you've been saved through faith and this not from yourselves it's the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast and I think um, some religions teach and many of us just as human beings want to figure out a way that we can be good enough or do enough works to earn salvation and um, the truth is, we will never be able to do enough or be good enough um, to achieve that. The great news, beyond good news, the great news is that we don't have to. Jesus was good enough. Jesus was perfect on our behalf. And so that is a gift, um, freely given grace to each and every one of us. And, and that is fantastic. That's hmm. news worth sharing. Hmm. Yep. That's good stuff.
0: Is yeah. It my turn? Yeah, Charlie. So, that,
1: that verse, by the way, is the first verse that my FCA leader in high school made us memorize. Mm-hmm. It was Ephesians 2.8.9. Mm-hmm. So that was the key to mm-hmm. understanding God, yeah. Jesus' gospel. You know, uh, this month, uh, Steve Gillen and I partner and rotate in seminary with our fifth through eighth graders. And this past month, this month, is my month to serve in seminary with our middle school-aged kiddos. And the story the month, their theme for the month is what I would answer right now for me is the gospel, which is the story of the prodigal out of Luke 15. Jesus tells the Pharisees this beautiful uh, story about two sons uh, and a dad. And it is just, uh, it's so simple and it's beautiful. And it, over the last few years, has meant more to me uh, in understanding the heart of God or getting a glimpse of the heart of God and the gospel and his love and his grace and his mercy for us than other stories or verses in the Bible. And it's been so fun to teach that and and share that with those middle school kids. And, you know, the the lost son, the younger son, goes running off, takes his inheritance early, tells his dad, I want my money now, runs off and wastes it all in a short amount of time in a foreign land, and uh, then comes dragging back to his dad, and lo and behold, his dad's waiting for him, and then gets the robe and the ring and the fattened calf and throws a party for his wild, lost son who spoiled his inheritance. And then in the background, the older son is there. And uh, the older son is resentful and angry and has been trying to do the right thing and stayed home and took care of what dad told him to take care of. And yet he's just as lost as the younger son because he's, why are we throwing a party? You should be, you know, we should be doing this. To him. It's judgment and it's a lack of mercy. And at different points for me, I'm both. Uh, I'm wandering off and wanting to live my own way, and I'm also judging and pointing fingers at others and wondering why they get this, that, or the other, and I don't. And I think that's all of us. And all the while, the dad, the father, our Lord, is is loving both of them and all parts of us, and mercy is uh, available to all of us. So the prodigal and that beautiful story is really the gospel to me uh, in, a, in a beautiful story that Jesus told
0: It's always good to hear, guys. It's always good to hear about our individual relationships with the Lord. So that's about our relationships with God, but individually. But what about the kingdom? Like, what about corporately in the church? Do you guys have a great memory of how Lakeland, and this actually was a question that was asked in our difficult question series. What's a good memory of what might be um, the kingdom at work here at Lakeland on a larger level?
3: Yeah, I can start off with that one if that's okay. Uh, This is kind of a a recent event for me. It was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I attended a youth huddle where the staff of of the youth leaders and the volunteers got together for Vision Cast and, and community and hanging out and catching up on what's going on with the ministry. One of the exercises that we had in that gathering was to go do a prayer walk around the church. And the idea was to simply be aware of the youth ministry and walk around to the different places, pray for the kids, pray for the ministry, pray for the people. So we finished up the event with that, and I took off, and I went for a walk. And I took off down the upstairs hallway past the upper room, and I looked over to the soccer field, and the sacred spaces are right down there. Uh, I do a a station leader role there now, but uh, before I did that, I had a group of girls that I shepherded from the time they were like preschool up until high school. And as I looked around the facility and everywhere I went, it was just full of memories and awareness of God moving through people, conversations we've had, highs, highs and lows that we did, our girls... We had a little spot in a little stairwell right over here for four years. Every week we sat in that stairwell and talked about highs and lows and got to hear what's going on in the girls' lives as they were growing up. And so now to see them being a part of the community and how their hearts have grown and they're serving, uh, just to see God working through the people and in their hearts through that ministry, it's just an amazing thing for me.
4: Yeah. Uh, You know, God's not a Netflix binger. You guys know that, right? He's a mover and a shaker, and I think something that this church does well is we chase after God's heart. We are moving and shaking all the time, and every time we transition, we're like, what can we do now? When we moved from the theater to here, everybody who had loaded trailers for five, six years, however long it was, was like, well, who are we now? If we're not a portable church, who are we now? What do we do? And we adopted, started taking on those capital campaigns, and and that's kind of who we have become are the... The church that reaches out to the marginalized and the poor and the forgotten and that alone has I mean guys we're, we're countercultural here we run, we go against the flow right people look at this church and they're like what is wrong with those people that they raise so much money and they just give it away you know and I've had people tell me before like something's wrong with you guys like does that pastor brainwash you or something true. and the question is you know and it's like you know what I think we're just chasing after Jesus I think that's Chasing after the you know God's heart and and leaning into that the way He wants, um, you go upstairs on any given Sunday and watch our kids worship upstairs. Man, if you if you don't know how to worship, go watch them because they they are just a moving and a shaking too. Right? I mean, hand hand signals, and I can't hear a song down here that we used to sing upstairs and not all of a sudden start doing the you know <laughs> all of these things. And you know, and and I think like I think what like Jesus said. It's perfect. Watching those kids, it's perfect. And their worship is perfect. And I think there's a lot that we can learn just by watching them in that regard, too. So that's good stuff for me.
0: Okay, so next question. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you guys see is coming down the pike? I was going to say pipe. (laughs) It's spike, isn't it? What do you see coming forward for the future of Lakeland? Do you guys have anything that you want to talk about for that?
4: Yeah, I do. I think, you know, Tara and I are kind of getting to that point, probably like some of you are, where we're like getting close to paying our house off, right? And then the question that we talk about is, well, what are we going to do next? Like, what opportunity is this going to open up for us, either to be more generous or to go do that or go do something? And I think Lakeland has recently started talking about what's it look like paying off this building, and, and the what's next? What's, what's the next thing for us? Um, and I, I think there's a lot to be said about erasing the debt of the church and passing on a building to our kids that that is an obstacle they don't have to fight. That's an obstacle they don't have to, to worry about that. And their next question is, well, what are we going to do now with all this money that we have? How are we going to be generous with God's money and what's that going to look like? So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, um, some of us who've been on session for a long time, have lots of memories of when we didn't have any money. (laughs) Charlie, want to tell a story about losing all our money on the top of your car?
1: Well, the clock's ticking, but there was a day when I was the treasurer of the church and the entire church finances were contained in a little cash bag, zipper bag, and uh, I might have left it on top of the car when we left uh, Garozo's, used to be Savannah Grill, and drove down 291 and the zipper bag opened and the meeting, of 291 was... Checks, cash, people's paychecks. It wasn't
0: that much back then. No, it was so pretty simple been... <laughs> to gather up. But,
2: anyway. but, but I that did else. that,
1: yes, and and uh, eventually they relieved me of my treasurer duties.
0: <laughs> That's when we get
1: paid. And then spend. we had money all of a sudden. Right. Right?
5: Yeah. Like, and his neighbor his neighbor found one of the staff or the only staff member who got a paycheck found that paycheck like blowing through the streets days later and brought yeah. it to your house right Yeah 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 that opener that
1: opening song that, that Chris and the guys did is a Tim Suttle original for Lakeland uh, that we used to sing years ago and and Tim was our only paid staff and my across the street neighbor about 3 days later after the money bag incident brought me this
0: check and said I think
1: this is your church Lakeland
0: Oh yeah yeah that's Tim's paycheck thank you <laughs> That Oops. was years ago. We're really, really efficient now and very, very <laughs> responsible with your... got a yeah, bolted tithe. to the floor. Get Charlie out of it.
1: the way. Get him out of that role. No, yes. but
0: it, it really is. Uh, it's about the faithfulness of God, about what we're able to do now with our money. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, just so grateful. Grateful, grateful to all of you all. You all, you you've let us lead, and that's a great privilege, but you're the ones that are giving to the church and you're the ones that are leading this church yeah so don't forget that that. on that
1: theme if i might uh with your question uh I, i was so encouraged this summer in july we had a meeting in july where dan and garrett and marta set up uh leaders from each of the initiatives from 2020 and a few others that have welled up out of lakeland and those initiatives include anapra veronica's voice eastland uh china uh global orphan um, forgetting Dignity others, Liberia. Dignity Liberia, the stranger. Uh, Welcoming the Stranger. Yeah. I, it, it was about three and a half hours of just amazement at what God is doing in this church through people like you who just have a passion and an interest. And if I was going to say what I think, where God is taking us, what's next for us, it has continued to be the salt and the light that he calls us to be, that we might be different, that we might spread the love and the mercy and the hope of Jesus, and heaven crashes into earth now. We're not waiting for some future, waiting for heaven later on. No, 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 it is now, and it is happening around here with all of the amazing work that you are doing uh, to make people's lives, situations, and circumstances better and to love on them. And it, it was a, it was one of my highlight moments at Lakeland was that meeting in July, which is weird because it was like a three hour meeting and it sounds like poke your eye with a stick, but it, it was so amazing to hear the things that are going on. It was just phenomenal. So, uh, God bless you and press on and let's find what's next. And, and each one of you have something that God's calling you to do. So let's go.
0: Amen. You want to wrap us up, Garrett? Or I you, yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know leadership is a tricky thing in our culture. I think we're kind of at a place uh, culturally where we're kind of distrustful of leaders, right? Uh, politicians, CEOs, even even uh, you know film directors, you know everybody's got a scandal. Everybody's got a scandal now. Um, church leaders? Sure. And so it's difficult to to talk about leadership. Um, but I would want you to listen between the lines here today and the stories that you're hearing um, that these folks we call the elders, You know, they they lead in children's ministry. They shepherd a group of girls. Um, uh, You know, they're attending a prayer huddle. They have kids that are in the ministry. It's really just community members, and we're all doing church here together. And this all reminds me of Jesus in the upper room with his disciples. And you remember he goes around, and he says, okay, you call me master. And that's right. I, I am your master but look how I lead and he wipes wraps a towel around his waist and he goes around and starts washing everyone's feet and he kind of says in the church this is what leadership will look like that will be serving will be serving one another and so when you're asked to affirm elders and trust a vision of elders in in the church you really should be looking for folks who are serving alongside you who are raising their families alongside you and, and what they are are people that, if you believe this, that God has just given a gift to listen, to hear where God is leading us next, and then to go first, and to do that alongside us, wherever we feel like God is leading us, that we'll be doing that all together. And that's really what leadership is in the church. And when you take that vow to become a member here, you know, that you'll trust the authority of the elders... Um, that authority should should reflect the authority of Jesus. And, and you should just be asking, do these people serve alongside us? Do they live alongside us? Are they one of us? And do they have a gift from the Spirit to hear the voice of God and then share with us where they believe God is taking us so that we can all do it together? And will they go first? So I feel like we've heard that here today, and I'm really excited to to serve with all of these good Christian people um, here in the church. And I hope you, I hope you feel the same.
0: So let's give a good, big thank you to them, their spouses, and their children, because their spouses and their children also give up their time at home. So, yeah, these are it. Thanks, guys.